Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stover. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode five. My name is Bowie Stover, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm freaking stoked to have you join me today. Before we jump in, I want to acknowledge that this show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kurland Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. This episode, we're going to be looking into non-medical transition pathways. We're going to be looking particularly into socially transitioning today and how it can be used to support and connect your heart, body, and mind. By the end of this episode, I hope that you'll have gained an understanding of what it means to socially transition, what options are available and the implications that they can have on your physical and mental health, that socially transitioning is an affirming way to support other medical changes that you are pursuing in your life. So what is socially transitioning? Socially transitioning involves a person changing their social identifiers such as their name, outward appearance, pronouns, mannerisms to align with their true identity uh, so they are read more in line with who they are inside. Before we go any further, I do want to highlight the amount of misgendering that does happen and a lot of social transitioning is not as simple as just changing your name or changing your pronouns and then having everyone read you or address you the way that you're asking. I mean, gosh, that would that would be <laughs> that would be in a perfect world. It would be like, hi, I now use they, them pronouns and everyone goes, okay, I get that. Sure, not a problem. We all know this doesn't happen. And one of the biggest challenges is because people just don't get it. It's such a new not a new word just not using uh, for example using they them pronouns it's new to a lot of people using they them as a singular it's been around for forever we are um, like people who use they them pronouns we all know that we all get that people from the general population who don't use they them pronouns a lot with people don't realize that they use it as a singular in so many situations um just fine until they meet someone who's gender diverse or non-binary and who asks that they use those pronouns now i do want to highlight this happens Socially transitioning is not going to necessarily affirm you in the way you think. It could actually make your life harder because of these situations. Because being misgendered after you've expressed what pronouns you would like to be used can feel like even shittier. Because before people know, before you start telling people, before you find the ways to verbalize your identity yourself. Using myself as an example, I spent most of my life identifying as a cisgendered lesbian because I didn't have the language to express how I felt inside. I didn't have an understanding of what they, them pronouns were or that I could actually verbalize my inner experience as being one that did not align with any gender identity. Now, coming out and asking people to use they, them pronouns for myself didn't actually make things easier in a lot of ways because I still have people outright refusing to use my pronouns and it's hard and it's as a, uh, a tool for socially transitioning it has definitely 
while affirmed myself in how I see myself and being able to language my own identity does not necessarily has not helped me in the way that I am necessarily affirmed in the same way by other people. So although today I'll be talking about a lot of ways that we can socially transition, it is important to keep in mind that this is not necessarily, in some cases, with some people, going to be affirming. Because while some people will support your transition, there will be people who won't. And they may be family and they may be friends. And it can be really hard. And I totally get that. I have... Uh, one particular family member who likes to shout my misgendering over the top of my corrections and it's not okay and it can be hard work and you may find yourself in a similar experience so it becomes about self-care looking after yourself but I did want to just kind of outline that because well it's really exciting to transition and in so many ways you can do it and it's really amazing and it's affirming for you and who you are just understanding that there's shitty people out there (laughs) we can't stop that then they're always going to be out there and it's not you they have their own shit and they are just projecting their inability to manage their own emotions and thoughts they're projecting that onto you and making it your fault because they can't actually look at themselves and address their own shit internally and these are people who you will never learn they will never they will never necessarily change some people will some people will surprise you sometimes it does just take time also but I had a really cool realization the other day that I want to share with you now because I think it's highly relevant. And that is that some people prefer to be comfortably ignorant than uncomfortably aware. So what I mean by that is some people may just feel comfortable in the ignorance of not knowing anything that's not familiar to them already. And they don't want to because as soon as they feel uncomfortable, they start projecting that shit onto other people. They get aggressive, they get hostile, argumentative, they shut down, they won't speak, all that sort of thing. They would prefer to be comfortably ignorant. And you cannot teach those people because they don't want to learn. But there are also people out there who want to be uncomfortably aware. And they are the people who may hear something new. It challenges them. It challenges what their thoughts and beliefs are of the world. But they are open to learning because they are all right with becoming uncomfortable to learn something new and grow. And they are the people who you can teach, especially when it comes to socially transitioning or any sort of transition. They are the people that are worth having the conversations with and taking the time to. And sometimes it can be hard figuring out who who is who, who wants to be comfortably ignorant and who wants to be uncomfortably aware. But that's all part of it. But when you come across someone who would prefer to be comfortably ignorant, it is going to cause you more heartache and you more hardship to try and fight that. So look after yourself, friends. It's not going to be an easy journey. However, it's going to be a fucking rad one. (laughs) And it's so worth it. It is so worth exploring who you want to be and how you want to be. Regardless of all all the haters and all the comfortably ignorant people out there who live in their little bubble and will never actually fully experience life because they're too busy wanting to deny anything that they don't feel is familiar to them. We don't have time for that shit because we are way too fucking awesome for that. So what does it actually mean to socially transition? Sure, we've defined it as, you know, exploring your social identifiers or to, or uh, your name, your appearance, pronouns, all of that sort of stuff. But what does it actually mean? So there are so many ways a person can socially transition and they are all valid. Another disclaimer before I go any further. <laughs> this episode is full of disclaimers. But 
There is also a lot of gatekeeping that goes on from within the trans and gender diverse community. If it's not hard enough when, when we look at transitioning to have people outside of it not wanting to acknowledge our identities, our pronouns, our expressions of self, it happens within our community as well. The lateral violence that is around in our community is really bad. And some of the most misgendering I've had has actually been from people who are from the queer community. Uh, because some people who are transitioning are going to transition within the binary and that is totally valid and that is totally okay and you are a beautiful human and it is your experience and that is perfect. But not everyone is going to have that experience. Not everyone wants to transition within the binary. Not everyone wants to transition. Equally valid. People who want to be outside of that, that spectrum that is the gender, people who want to be able to say that they are trans or say that they are gender diverse but still use the pronouns that they have been using for their whole lives or based on the assumed sex that they were given at birth totally valid you are all valid friends your expression of you is valid anyone else's expression of themselves is valid let's all just support each other and not try and fight over what it means to be trans enough, what it means to be gender diverse enough, because it doesn't matter. You be you. What else someone does doesn't matter. If you're focusing too much on what someone else is doing within their transition, why aren't you focusing on yourself? Maybe you need to spend some time really looking inwardly and looking at why you're so angry at other people who may not want to, uh, to transition the way that you do. Because maybe there's some stuff going on there that you really need to address. And I'm sure there's a lot of good reasons for why each of us is the way we are. We all have experiences and they all shape our lives. But we need to support each other. We can't judge and attack and not validate each other's identities, but then ask other people to validate us. We need to work together. Possibly the last disclaimer of this episode, but I make no promises. <laughs> I, just, I just want... Everyone to be themselves. Everyone can be themselves and they are valid in that. Whether they choose to transition, whether they choose not to transition. If they say they are trans, if they say they are gender diverse, then they are. End of story. People are who they say they are as their expression of self and no one can argue that. Alrighty. <laughs> so there's not a specific place that you can start or end transitioning. It's like this lifelong exploration. Some people may choose to simply change their pronouns and that's enough for them they feel completely affirmed within their identity then and then that is all they don't feel the need to change their name they don't feel the need to necessarily change how they dress or how they express themselves with their physical gestures and mannerisms or anything like that totally okay some people will completely change everything they can about themselves because they feel that that's how they need to truly align with who they are totally valid there is no right or wrong way to do this. And that is the freaking awesome part. Because there's no limits. There's no guidelines. There's no tick boxes. There's no anything. Express yourself how you want to express yourself. That is the coolest part. And there's no perfect start. There's no perfect finish. There is neither of those things. Some people, over myself, let's look at myself because I know, <laughs> I know what my experience has been and I can use that as a great example. I started by changing my name and my pronouns at the same time. And it was really exciting for me, not so exciting for my family. <laughs> I think it was a bit of a shock for them because they had uh, always known me as a cis lesbian. Well, I don't even know. I don't think they actually knew what cis was. To be honest, 
I didn't even know what cis was before I came out. <laughs> I'm, I'm from a very small, small, small town up in regional Queensland where language up there was really not flash. Um, <laughs> but lesbian was how I identified. And then I met my wonderful partner, Zay, and spent some time in Melbourne where there's so many just wonderful people who are aware and who have so much more acceptance and language for stuff. And the community down here, the the queer community down here is compared to where I'm from, is huge. It's so huge. I think there was about twenty people from the community I was from and they just we all had a hard time up there. <laughs> but down here, I came down here and I met people and their expression of who they were was not within the gender binary and I was just like, holy shit. And I remember Zay saying to me that they had this friend who was non-binary and they used they them pronouns because they didn't feel like they fit within the gender binary. And it was the first time I actually realized, like, wow, there's language for how I feel inside. This is amazing. I have words. I have words to now express myself. And so I started exploring they, them pronouns. That was my very first step, followed very closely by my name change. I think it was in, it was in three months of changing my pronouns that I was like, yeah, I need a new name. Like this one just never, my old name just never sat with me. It was never, it was never me. It was never my jam. So I changed my name and then I moved to Melbourne, uh, which, <laughs> which was a really big shock, I think, to my family because one, they'd never heard of anything that I was expressing. It, to them, it came on all of a sudden. I see that for a lot of people who aren't living the experience of someone who desires to transition in some way, it may come on all of a sudden. But for uh, the trans and gender diverse community, we spend our whole lives, or we can, some people may not really find the language until much later in life, but we live with this feeling inside of not being what people see us, not being who people say we are. So for us, it's not all of a sudden. But for other people, I, t- I can totally see how it could be because they don't think they don't they're not in our heads. They don't know what we're thinking. They're not thinking what we're thinking, and they don't have that awareness. So my parent for my parents it was very shocking. I was like, um, so I'm now this identity called non-binary. I no longer feel that I want to label myself as being within the gender binary because I don't feel like it's ever aligned with who I am. I'm going to use they them pronouns. And by the way, my name's now Bowie. Alrighty. We all good here? <laughs> and, and they and they all just kind of looked at each other and looked at me and went, okay, whatever makes you happy. And I was like, great. And I was like, okay, this is not going to be so bad. Like, there were some little challenges uh, along the way. Where I, I think at one point my mum said, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember to call you Bowie because I've always called you by your old name for so long. And I'm like, you know, that's okay. Um, I don't know if I'm really going to answer you when you talk to me, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Then my family must have had a conversation after that happened, and I come back from being out for a few hours, and my little niece runs up to me, and she goes, my name is Heidi, what's your name? I'm like, my name is Bowie. And she goes, okay. And she's never called me the wrong name ever again. It was like the most amazing thing. I'm like, kids get it. They don't think it's weird. It's like, oh, cool. Change your name. That's great. I'm going to call you that from now on. And it was fine. There was no questions. It was it was probably the easiest person that I had uh, for my identity, to be honest with you. But my my family, for the most part, has been very good. I think it was just a big shock for them. Um, and then me moving away to Melbourne from regional Queensland, which is like a few thousand kilometres away. <laughs> so they don't see me very often. So I also see how it can still be weird for them getting used to it. But for myself, 
that was how my transition started. And that is not going to be the same for everyone. Some people may choose to change their names. I see that as um, very commonly in a lot of the non-binary and TGD groups that I'm in. People wanted to change their names. I will note that I think the trans and gender diverse community do think up the raddest names around. I really feel like if anyone gets to name themselves, they're always going to think of something super badass. <laughs> I see so many people expressing who they are through just rad names that feel really good for them. And it brings me so much happiness. And I think it's such a, a beautiful way of self-expression. Being able to name yourself is really such a defining thing. It's like, I am, I am this person and I feel like I am this person inside. And it can be one of the most validating things that a person can do. Now, I do understand that some people may not be in a situation that is safe to do that, or they may be using uh, an affirming name that they've chosen with some people, but not be able to do that with others. Because I do know that within family units, it can be really challenging and it can be dangerous. I'm not going to play down that. Depending on where you are, depending on your family background, their views, their religion, any of that sort of stuff, socially transitioning can be super risky. And I will not downplay that at all. And if you are safe to do so, by all means, explore those changes. Explore changing your name. Explore changing your pronouns. The clothes you wear. How you walk. How you talk. Any of that. But please be safe, friends, because we all know there are people out there who don't accept us. There are also people out there who wish to cause us harm. And it's a sad truth. And planning how you're going to come out to people may be a way to mitigate that risk because each person may re uh, may respond differently to it so maybe if you are thinking of coming out really taking the time to in if you you know the people that you're going to be coming out to if they're family if they're friends you know them so you may have a pretty good idea of the way they respond to certain things and it may be that you need to communicate your transition differently to different people so that you're talking to them in the way that they can understand and you're talking to them in a way that they may feel more comfortable with. I mean, I, I'm going to admit, I, when I came out, I was not tactful <laughs> at all, but I knew that I was going to be safe and that's the difference. So I did not fear being harmed by my family or rejected by my family and I was lucky in that and I know not everyone's going to be in that situation. So really taking the time to think about how you're going to express your identity to other people can help keep you safe so socially transitioning can be scary and overwhelming but it is also exciting and freaking empowering don't be scared off by some of the risks that could be involved with rejection that is not going to be everyone there are people out there who are going to accept you and finding your crew finding the people who are going to support you also part of transitioning social transitioning can be simple and it can be an easy first step before you go on to any sort of medical transition because it's accessible and it's easy to start small you could start socially transitioning with a new haircut or a new style of clothes it's a really kind of low-key way that you can do it if you're not feeling 100% confident to really kind of step out and express yourself in a really visible way so baby steps are really great starting to explore what feels good to you and kind of what you like 
in in how you like to be seen and how you like to express yourself it can be fun and yes new haircuts new clothing style totally uh, an accessible and pretty cheap way to start too haircut doesn't cost that much and some new clothes if you go to like a secondhand store you can pick up some new shirts you can pick up some new pants whatever it is that you're looking for you can get it pretty cheap now as with the rest of transitioning it, it will be easier for some people than others and I know that when it comes to people who are assumed female at birth or AFAB that it can be easier transitioning to a more masculine presenting person. I'm not saying that your family is going to accept it, but socially, for the general population, it is easier for people who are AFAB to transition and wear more masculine attire if they choose to than it is for someone who is assumed male at birth who may want to explore their expression of self by wearing socially perceived feminine clothing. And it's a sad truth. It really is. It's not always going to be easy. And I, I don't want to say, oh, just buy new clothes. You'll be fine because I know that's not true. And I, 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 do, I do know that. And I'm not trying to say that for everyone it is equal because it's not. And for everyone it is not fair. But you can explore ways of being you with people who do respect you because there are people out there who are living similar experiences who are going to be able to connect and understand with you even if it is not your family and even if it is not your current friend circle it can be easy to think that the responses that people are going to give you will be negative and when we look at the media and even myself just highlighting some of the challenges that can happen it can be easy to think that it's all going to be negative and that's just not true it's not i think it's realistic to highlight that there are risks but it's not all going to be negative and there are so many people out there who are going to be more accepting than what you ever thought possible. So please remember to be open-minded as well. It's not all doom and gloom. It's not all scary. So many people who transition are affirmed by their family and friends. This can take some time for people to adjust. So it's really important to be resilient. And by that, I mean believing in yourself and believing that you believing in your identity and validating yourself is enough. If we give the power of our identities to have to be validated by someone else, then we put our hearts, we put our feelings, we put our emotions in the hands of someone else who may not give us what we need. So by being resilient and knowing who you are yourself, no matter what anyone says, knowing who you are yourself and living your truth and either waiting while your family or your friends or the people around you adjust and show you that they that they do affirm you, that they do love you, that they do believe in you. Or if it comes to it, cutting your losses and stepping away from the people who are toxic in your life. Because sometimes it does come to those decisions and this is not easy. And there are people who in my family are so homophobic and so transphobic that I have actually had to completely disassociate myself from. And just because we're blood related does not mean that I need to be around people who are going to openly disrespect people from my community, but at the same time being like, oh, but not you. It's like, no, yes, me, friend. Because you can't make blanket statements about the queer community without including me in that. And it's okay. It's okay to choose not to be around family members 
who are like that. You have every right to put up a boundary and say, I do not need to be around this and I will not be around you if you are going to talk like this. And that is building resilience in yourself. It is building trust in yourself. So it's really important to believe in yourself. Don't allow the opinion of others to get the better of you. I know for myself growing up in regional Queensland, I'm going to go back to my experience because it's one that I'm familiar with and one that I've experienced a lot of hardships with. I grew up in a really small regional town. I grew up in a in a kind of a the biggest metropolitan hub in about a thousand kilometers of anywhere. So it was farmers, lots of farmers, lots of rednecks, lots of it was like a super white population as well. Though there was a lot of um there was a lot of Aboriginal people up there and they were just treated absolutely disgracefully. And the community that I lived in was racist. It was homophobic, it was transphobic. And though I'm a white person, I know that the colour of my skin did not make my living harder. But living openly as a cisgendered lesbian, that was hard enough, even being a white person. And it was on a daily basis. It was people shouting homophobic comments at their car windows when they drove past. It was people commenting on how I looked when I'd go and do my shopping um, at the shopping centre. I remember one time I had these people, two women standing there, Looked me up and down, and while I was right walking past them about a metre away, go, oh my god, what is that? Ugh, how could you even want to look like that? And I'm just like, looked over at them, looked them up and down, just kind of waved my hand at them and kept on walking, because that kind of thing was a daily occurrence for me. And I had two options. I could have let the shit that strangers said at me influence who I wanted to be and influence my belief in myself or I could not give a fuck and I chose the second option because I didn't want some rando who's not going to have any impact on my life who wants to say some bullshit off-handed comment about how I look without actually looking at themselves because what I actually think is they wish they looked like me because they didn't look like happy people they looked like miserable middle-aged women who were not happy with where they were and like this is total presumption by the way this was the story I told myself in my head (laughs) they didn't look like they respected themselves and I was at a point where I'd started training so I was looking more physically fit I was active I was feeling really freaking good about myself because I was doing the stuff for me and I wasn't going to let that comment of a random stranger impact who I was or change who I thought I was or how I felt about myself because that's giving them the power you got to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in you no one else is gonna and that's a hard truth that I learned I learned it young and I think it's helped me a lot I think it's helped me become the person that I am because I didn't give I didn't give that power to people to try and dictate who I was and I know that's not going to be the same experience for everyone but speaking from my experience what I've learned is that believing in who you are believing in your identity and backing yourself 100% back yourself if you are wanting to socially transition and I know for myself I chose to back myself and do whatever I wanted and I didn't give a shit what anyone else said and I've done that and I think it's really helped build strength in me and help me get to the point of where I am now. So how can you start socially transitioning? So I'd say start with small changes. Experiment 
with what helps you feel good. So you can look online, you can look in magazines, find styles that you like, start with people that you admire. That's what I did. Um, I have quite a, a casual street style and I would look up styles online and just check out what I liked. Hairstyles, I've had so many different variations of a shaved head <laughs> and I never seem to be able to digress away from that. I kind of, you know, I'll do something a little bit, I always come back to it. But find what works for you, find what helps you feel good. And the internet is a great place to start because there's photos of every type of person on there that you could possibly imagine. So exploring your hairstyles and general hair grooming, uh, clothes, and there's different styles of clothes depending on what kind of look you're going for. You could be using makeup because I know there's so many amazing YouTube tutorials out there on how to use makeup, what types of makeup to use, how to... I don't know much about makeup, but I know they're out there. I've seen them. <laughs> Trying out different names because just because you pick one doesn't mean you have to stick with it. Try one and figure out one that works for you and then go with that. You know, don't feel like you have to be oh, I picked a name, but then feel like it doesn't work for you. But then, and I've seen this pop up in some of the groups that I'm in. It's like, I've been, I've used this name for a while, but I feel like changing it, but I'm worried that my friends are going to judge me. Like, fuck them. If they're really your friends, they're not going to judge you. They're going to support you. And just because you've changed your name doesn't mean you have to stay with that name. You try as many names as you like until you find one that helps you feel fucking awesome. And then you rock that name for as long as you plop and feel. And if you want to change it again, change it again. Only you have the power to do that and it does not matter what anyone else thinks. And if their feelings are mattering more than your own feelings, then there's something wrong with this friendship or this relationship that you have because it's not working for you. If you're more worried about pleasing other people but being miserable with a name that you feel you have to keep, that is not okay, friend. Try as many different names as you like. You can try different body language and different walking styles. I thought this one was really fun. And I actually learned about it, and it kind of goes with my next point, which is looking at the way you speak and how your voice sounds. Because I've been learning about speech pathology, um, which is voice coaching to either um, make your voice lower or make your voice higher, depending on how you want to express yourself and how you want your voice to sound. Now, what they do with that, and it blew my mind, I never thought about it, but it makes sense, is that when you get these speech pathology sessions... They actually teach you like facial expressions that go with the sound of your voice and stuff like that. And I'm like, it totally makes sense. Like certain ways of speaking would imply that you have certain facial expressions. So it kind of helps everything align. It just blew my mind. And it's really it's probably pretty obvious. <laughs> but yeah, try out, trying out different expressions, trying out different ways that you move your face, the body language. The way you're walking is a big one. And I know for myself, I kind of have a bit of a swagger. Um, my friends have joked with me that they can spot me from a, a long distance away just because of the way I walk. I'm like, it's signature Bowie. It's a bit of a swagger. <laughs> Not going to lie. But find, find what works for you because everyone can walk differently. And people do all walk differently. People move their bodies differently when they walk. And that can be based on uh, how their body is able to move. Or it might be on how, uh, like an image that they want to express changing your pronouns and you don't have to as with your name you don't have to sit with one set of pronouns you don't even have to change your pronouns if you don't want to change your pronouns totally valid you are still the identity that you say you are regardless of your pronouns if it works for you flip and use it you can also explore how you want to refer to or name your body parts because just because medically they name certain things 
doesn't mean we have to stick with those names. We can name anything we want on ourselves, anything we want. No, there are no rules here. I mean, you might have to then share with people what you request to call your body parts. And this is often really valid, especially if you're in some sort of intimate relationship with a person. You want them to know how to affirm you by talking about your body in ways that help you feel good. So it can be really exciting to start really defining yourself by these sorts of things. Now, I'm certain there are so many more ways that you can explore socially transitioning that I have not mentioned here. And I would love to hear what they are if there are things out there that I have missed because maybe they are things that I would want to try out as well. Maybe they are things that other people would want to try out. I think it's great to share those. So so if you do have other ways, feel free to shoot us a comment uh, on this episode or shoot me a message and I can always update stuff because it would be awesome. So what if you can't socially transition right now for whatever reason? Let's say you can't do this straight away or it's unsafe for you. What can you do? Well, you can start exploring how you can move your body, your posture, your body language. It can be a really safe place to start that may not necessarily be something that's like a really big change so let's say you have longer hair and you want to go straight to a short haircut that might be something that people might notice but changing your body movements changing the way you sit changing the way you walk all those sorts of things can be a great way to just gently start exploring that or alternatively you can start with clothes even trying something as discreet as just changing the undies that you wear it really can be that simple there is no big or small way of doing this there's just your way of doing it and there are some ways that are going to be real obvious and there are some ways they're going to be just a bit less obvious a little bit more low-key but that can still start affirming who you are so you can find a support network um, a lot of the time these are online i know that if you live in a uh, in a regional area like i did support networks or other people who may be experiencing something similar to yourself may be a little bit harder to find though i do know depending on the state you're in some of the larger regional hubs do have uh, slightly bigger communities of trans and diverse people and i know for myself being uh, that i live in victoria in australia that some of the regional hubs just outside of melbourne have some pretty rad little communities and they're really starting to establish themselves and get some support services out there for people in regional areas so check it out online it's probably the best place to start try facebook or instagram or any of those other social media that are out there because i guarantee you there is stuff out there there are people you can access who are living a similar experience who you can get support from so if you can't change things about yourself the way you want right now what you can do is start learning and planning about how you want to transition because this can create some certainty for you can give you some goals to work towards it can be a really helpful way to feel like you can do stuff maybe you just need to save some money maybe you just need to move to somewhere different maybe you just need to find a group of friends who can support you there are all these things that can happen but starting to plan your transition can be a really positive point in an otherwise situation that may be a bit hard for you because you do have opportunities you have a, a have a way of changing the things that you desire to change to be the you that you want to be so let's recap on our pretty intense podcast for today we've looked at how you can explore and plan ways that you can socially transition we've gone a little bit deeper than that um because 
I wanted to be realistic in this episode because it's not it's not just a cakewalk and depending on where you are will influence the ease or difficulty that you will have in your social transition and one of the biggest points that I want to highlight and recap here is that you believe in yourself you've got you you've got your back if no one else does you've got your back and if you believe in you other people will see you and believe in you and if, even if those people are not in your immediate circle, there are people out there for you. You are not alone. There are so many people out there who may just be waiting to meet you because you are a fucking awesome human. And you just being you is enough. So believe in yourself. You can find out more about us or get in contact with us by going to the Fearless Movement Collective website at www.fearlessmovement.co and you can shoot us a message from there you can find fearless movement collective on facebook as fearless movement collective or you can look on the instagrams for myself bowie the no tnb non-gendered fitness as non-gendered fitness and fearless movement collective as fearless movement collective until next week friend remember you are courageous you are in charge of your own choices and you are fucking unstoppable Have a rad as day.